welcome back to Taiwan Talk on ICRT FM 100. I'm Ryan Drillsma, and this week we continue our series, Renewable Energy and Taiwan, moving on to the topic of nuclear energy. I speak to Dr. Min Li, a distinguished professor at National Tsinghua University's Institute of Nuclear Engineering and Science, about Taiwan's nuclear power dilemma. A referendum will take place in December about whether a mothballed nuclear plant is rebuilt and becomes operational. But before getting into that matter, I first asked Professor Lee, who is an advocate of nuclear power, what advantages it holds over other kinds of energy generation. First, uh, nuclear power is a so-called base load. It can generate electricity 24 hours a day and uh, seven days in a week. Okay, so it's a base load. And the most advantage of nuclear power is it has a very high power density. So the amount of fuel you need is rather you know, small amount. So for a single shipment of fuel, you can use the fuel for 18 months. The certain things you're talking about the generation cost, because the nuclear power, usually the capital cost of nuclear power is high. So the the cost of fuel is relatively at a small percentage. So once the nuclear power plant is built, so the generation cost of the nuclear power is rather stable in contract to the fossil fuel because almost around 90% of the generation cost of a combined cycle that's used the natural gas as fuel is from the fuel cost. So you, you can imagine that the price of the natural gas is uh, very volatile. So you can see a, a great change within certain period of time for the cost of natural gas. Taiwan's energy transition plan calls for an increase of natural gas generation from 38% at 2020 levels to 50% by 2025. Taiwan has almost no indigenous gas supplies and relies on imported liquefied natural gas. As it needs to be always kept at a certain temperature, it's expensive to ship and natural gas prices worldwide are blowing up, so to speak, as demand outstrips supplies. But replacing gas with nuclear would be a formidable task in Taiwan. The Fukushima disaster in Japan has given rise to a lot of public opposition. Not only are there concerns about a potential similar occurrence in Taiwan, but there's major conflict over where nuclear waste is currently being disposed and where it would be disposed if the country expanded its nuclear program. Dr. Lee explains the details of nuclear waste. Well, there are two kinds of waste. Okay? One is the low-level waste. I can say that the activity of the waste is rather low and with a shorter half-life. So you need to take care of it for uh, several hundred years. That's a low-level waste. The other things we call it high-level waste. In Taiwan, we only have a spent fuel. Spent fuel is nuclear fuel that's been removed from a reactor because it's no longer useful. But it's still radioactive and is usually stored in pools while the radioactivity decays away. And uh, the real high-level waste, if that is you kind of uh, uh, you kind of trying to separate that useful material out of from the spent fuel. You, you want to recycle it. Then the things left is the high-level waste. In Taiwan, we only have a spent fuel. So in Taiwan, we have a very we have a long-term project 
to trying to identify a site for the Spanfield repository and build the facility. According to the program, uh, we are going to have a repository set up in the year of uh, uh, 2055. So we, I think in Taiwan, we can just uh, store the Spanfield uh, temporarily and uh, waiting for the for the latest for waiting for the new development and uh, how to take care of the span field. Taiwan began storing nuclear waste on Orchid Island in 1982, and in recent years, there's been fierce protests from the indigenous Tao communities demanding the government remove it. But is there anywhere a repository could be established without backlash from local populations? Well, uh, not in my backyard. It's always the problem for a lot of uh, industrial facilities. I think the nuclear waste the repository is just one kind of uh, facility. I think, personally, I think Taiwan needs nuclear power. And the government has to face the challenging of identifying a site. To me, okay, there's other alternatives for Lambo we can try to use the latest development technology, the technique of drilling, patrolling wells, drilling the well on the sea, okay? We can, we can use the technique and uh, just put the span field in the, underneath the seabed. Then in that way, we don't use any grind at all. So I think probably that's another way to do it. If uh, it were to be disposed of or stored, sorry, under the seabed, would this not present a problem for marine life? No, because it's deep under the sea. For example, Sweden, okay? Sweden has a repository built. It's under the seabed. But the way they approach the site is from the land. They build a tunnel, ship the, thing, ship the span field down there, what I'm talking about is instead of building a long tunnel, you access to the repository from the line, you have an opening. So we can just put the, the span field directly under the seabed. I mean, deep under the seabed, maybe more than a thousand meters. Okay, so there's no way you can, uh, you can effect, affect the marine, marine life. And there's been a lot of controversy lately over Japan's decision to release contaminated water from its destroyed Fukushima plant into the ocean. Is this a problem Taiwan could potentially face? The reason Fukushima uh, power plant has that many of uh, contaminated water because it's, uh, it's uh, underground water. It is a plant site migrate into the plant. Okay, so... The, the water is contaminated, then you have to deal with it. But in Taiwan, in our geological situation, we do not have that kind of uh, underground water. So for a power plant that uh, have a kind of accident, it is not, not necessary to have those kind of a larger amount of a contaminated water. In December, there will be a referendum for the public to decide whether a mothball nuclear power plant on Taiwan's north coast should resume construction.
However, the Thai administration has vowed to completely abandon nuclear power by 2025. And Premier Su Jintang earlier this year said there's no way the plant can be rebuilt. Dr. Lee explains what will happen if the referendum happens to pass, and there's a mandate for the plant to become operational. If the referendum passed, government is obligated to resume the construction of the fourth nuclear power plant. It's obligated to do it, but he can make an announcement that the construction of the fourth nuclear power plant will resume, but the government won't do anything because you really need to start something. For example, you negotiate the contract with General Electric, you negotiate the contract with so the contractor trying to uh, resume the work, but the government may choose not doing anything. Remember, in the year of 2018, we have a, a gold green with nuclear public referendum. That referendum passed. Government say the target of that referendum is we want to ratify a piece of a line in the Electricity Act. That line says that we have to have a nuclear-free homeland by the year of 2025. So we have a public referendum say we don't like that statement. So take it away. Then the referendum passed. The government erased that piece of line in the uh, in the Electricity Act, but the government won't do anything else. Okay, so the status stays the same. That's the reason we have a second public referendum on the commercial operation of the fourth nuclear power plant. Finally, there's been talk that nuclear plants could be open security risks to attacks from China. I asked if this could be a genuine possibility. If China wants to attack Taiwan and use the nuclear plant as a target, okay, for sure, if they attack the nuclear power plant, the nuclear power plant will shut down. If the containment is damaged, then probably you will have a release to the environment. That's for the during the normal operation. If it's during the time the plant is decommissioning and the China still uh, make the nuclear power plant as a target, they want to attack the nuclear power plant, there's a still a possibility of release. So you're talking about the risk during the war, okay? The, the risk of a nuclear power plant during a war, it doesn't matter. It is uh, in normal operation or during the decommissioning. Thank you very much for talking to me today, Professor Lee. Sure. Okay, thanks for calling. All right. Oh, Have a nice day. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. You've been hearing nuclear power advocate and distinguished professor at National Tsinghua University, Dr. Min Li, answer some of my questions about the benefits and drawbacks of nuclear power and Taiwan's nuclear dilemma. This episode has been part of our ongoing series, Renewable Energy and Taiwan, in collaboration with the European Chamber of Commerce, Taiwan's Low Carbon Initiative. Tune in next week for a new episode of Taiwan Talk with an all-new special guest.